Welcome back everybody to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Here today we are reviewing a Clint Eastwood movie called The Mule. Yes, he's still alive. Um, so The Mule is about, basically, keep, keeping it short, is about Clint Eastwood who somehow acquires the job of transporting drugs and other unsightlies to, well, from Mexico to the Americas. No, not even that. Was it even just within America? Explain that. Yep. Oh, just within yeah. America. Yeah. 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 He's just bringing it from bring, safe house to safe house. Because he starts from the safe house, so you wouldn't bring drugs yeah. to Mexico. Right. The safe house is unless all, the safe house is in Mexico, but it looked like California. No, so. from what I gather, it's in El Paso, Texas, is where he starts, and then he brings it up into Illinois, Chicago. Yeah. So it's Illinois. one of those points that it doesn't go into. They don't go into a lot of the details. Um, well, yeah. they, the, the first, uh, the first shot they have is an establishing thing that he's like a shitty father and he doesn't go to his, his daughter's, um, his daughter's wedding and she's like, no, I, I know she'll be here. And he's just like, Hey, buy another round. And with his, uh, horticulturist buddies, cause he's a, yeah. uh, he's a famous horticulturist. Like he's famous for his flowers Earl, whatever the fuck. He has a farm. The flower business. He's, he has a lucrative flower business where he travels and he's on the road a lot. They so. only bloom once a year. Yeah. Yeah, and he like he shr- he casually like shrugs off his competition. If you notice. No, he goes up and goes. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so the old guy that he knows, he's like, "Fuck the internet." He's like, "Man, you're an asshole." <laughs> um, There's a lot of tech hating. I just like. Uh, this this movie is very anti-millennial. He's like, ah, old guys, I don't like phones. Now, is this how many phones? There should be like a like a phone counter. Like how many phones uh, are insulted throughout the movie? <laughs> you can make that video. <laughs> Just have a counter in the corner of the screen. Is it's like, like you you could hit that ice machine better if you didn't have that phone. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you think that's like Clint Eastwood's hatred for technology? Yeah, like bleeding through. Yeah, he's old. I'm say he also his more uh, one of his more recent movies, which was now a couple of years ago, but Gran Torino, mm-hmm. where he plays mm-hmm. this like grumpy ass old man yep. who's like racist, and he's like, "Oh, let me just take that formula and this then like more like, yeah, but no, no, dial it back. We'll dial it back yeah. for this movie. Oh, Definitely oh, yeah. dial and, it back, and it'll be a little bit more uh, friendly towards more audiences because this one he's just like. Oh, I'm an old guy. I don't know that I'm blatantly racist. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to help the Negroes with fix their car. I don't know about that. I don't know. It's like, have I, you seen Gran Torino? No, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very racist. <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah, no, it was. I used to it was more stack fucks like you, like for sandbags yeah, yeah, in Korea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I actually used to work at an old folks home, so I actually kind of know how old people think. There yeah. are a surprising number of old people that are kind of trolly. They'll be like, I'm making fun of PC culture because I'm gonna like say a little bit over the line. There, there actually are. Like, Do they get a kick out of being? They like, get a kick out of people. <gasps> oh, so they like being. They like they that think they can get oh, away absolutely. with it because they're old as shit. Which brings them together with the millennials in a weird way. Hey, They're you kind of gotta you it's gotta get weird, some thrills. Yeah. You gotta get the thrills where you can. When you're I it, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, when someone's north of seventy, what the fuck are you gonna say to them? Shut true. the fuck up. It's true. You'd be like, that's funny, Grandpa. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, he's just in his way. I'll talk shit to old people, same as I would you. 
<laughs> Fuck them. They've been here long enough. They got thick skin. Maybe uh, rubbery, but hey. Probably more, more sassy and, and out for a fight. Than, Old than people, people love me because I fuck with them. <laughs> Treat them they do them. respect when you fuck with them back. I think they can <laughs> sense that you used to work in an Ann and Hope curtain bath outlet. And then they mm. just like, they're like, I feel comfortable with this man for some reason. He reminds me of <laughs> soft linens Fresh and pillowcases. Linen. <laughs> I'll smother them with those soft linens and pillowcases. So basically... Um, through all that, they established that he's a shit dad and yeah. a shit husband. Very much. And then, uh, fast forward to like 10, 15 years later, he's even fucking older. Yeah. And his farm is closing and he's fallen on hard times. His house ends up getting foreclosed and he's like, shit, I need money. Just happens upon him. Oh, just- oh, oh, he doesn't happen upon. It's like the... The scene that would never, ever happen. It's like, no. I don't, Evan, how many times have you been at a party and somebody tries to get into the party, they get yelled at. They see everybody goes, you're a stupid asshole. And they, the guy doesn't come into the party, walks away, and then you're like, I need to go talk to him. <laughs> and then you walk out to his car and you say, hey, you know, uh, you look like you can drive. And I know some people who need a driver of illegal things. That's and, the perfect uh, you know, time to get them. <laughs> get them at their lowest time, point. At least once a day. I'm like, this would never happen. Ever. You yeah. accept them when they're it's rejected. Like, hey, by the way. I'm banging one of the uh, the bridesmaids, but uh, I wanted to just chat with you. That was the first giant misstep. Because, like, what if, like, that old man just sold you down the river and was like, hey, you're crazy ass. I was a relative. He he was dating the bridesmaid, I think was what he said. Yeah, he was a a plus one. Oh, yeah, sure. He was a plus one at his granddaughter's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly to one of her friends. But how does he know he's not like a uh, like he used to be a cop or something? You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. no idea who he is. Exactly. That that was like. Well, he didn't implicate that what he was doing Very was strange. anything illegal. He just said that he needed knew someone that needed a driver. Didn't tell him what. No. He yeah, didn't. That's true. He that's didn't true. find out it was drugs until he got to the tire shop. I feel like we need to take this in chunks. So let's <laughs> talk about <laughs> what. So let's talk about like so. Eventually, Clint Eastwood. Who's what's his name? Does it matter? Earl, Mr. Mule. Um, Earl something, oh, but Earl. his uh, his drug cartel name is El Tata. Tata. El Tata. El Tata. Okay, so I'm not gonna say that. So um, <laughs> his name's Earl in the film. Earl. Okay. Yeah. So Earl, he he inevitably so so he is basically disowned by his family. He feels terrible for not providing for them. So he goes into this drug dealing, this drug muling business. Basically, in a way to try to pay back for not being there all of the all of the time when his daughter and his granddaughter were young, and help people like his friends. It's very like Robin Hood. Right, I got that vibe yeah. too. Yeah. The first thing he does with the money is his house is foreclosed on, so he fixes Second that problem time. first. But after that, he's pretty much he throws that sign. He helps pay for his granddaughter's <laughs> wedding first. Does he do that first? Yeah. Okay. So yep. first is the granddaughter's wedding, yep. then house foreclosed. But after that, mm-hmm. it's pretty much all not for him, really. Right. Yeah. It's VFW. All for else. He helps the, the yeah the ice VFW rink that you probably about ends second. up doing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Earl, the ice rink needs a new Zamboni. You gonna hook us up with all that money? 
Yeah. And then like it's like, well, it was saving money for my daughter, for my granddaughter, but I guess <laughs> but screw I'll, her. You know what's one, what's twelve more mule trips? Yeah. By the way, which every time they would they would go like, all right, cut away to the drone shot, mule trip number twelve. Yeah. Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> so stupid. Who cares? I mean, it's just saying that he's he's been at it for a while, and I feel like. The majority of them doing that and having him just like singing in the car while driving was he's 90 fucking years old and there's not much shit he can do in movies. So it's like, yeah, he wanted to sit. If you expected, there's not much shit he can do. No. (laughs) If you expected Harry Callahan in this movie going around fucking busting heads, you got it. This is not the movie. Not so much. He busts balls. There was a close up of feet shuffling. Did you notice that? He's like, show my feet shuffling. <laughs> For whatever reason. He directed them to whatever, do that. Whatever reason. It's the only thing I got that can still move. <laughs> exactly. That apparently, and dancing with ladies. No, so apparently his dick still works, though. As long as he sees his cardiologist. Earl's dick still works. Clint Eastwood's really. is open. Oh, we don't know yeah, about we don't that. know about that. That's open to interpretation. But I'd let's, rather let's, not find let's out. Let's talk about how many, how many mule trips he did. Like tw- by the end of the movie, it was like 12 mule trips that he did. Yep. No matter how many mule trips he did, he could have done 30. There's no way that the cartel would treat him the way that they did. Well, he was the best. Like, why is he the best? He's just like, he drives. He was the best after the two best. trips. He, he just no, drives more that than car that. to the place. Eight. No, they were calling him the best after two trips. He's like Heisenberg of driving a car. Well, people must have gotten <laughs> caught quite quickly then. I don't know. Well, I mean, because it's basically, it's basically, because he's old. He's an unassuming old man. He's old, he's white. Because it's implied that the cops were pulling over, uh, like, Mexicans and stuff. Right, which is definitely Non-white true. people. They're definitely Non-white I mean, old people. he used his old manish tricks to get out of shit. Oh, by throwing popcorn at his problems? What? And who, pecan pie. Tins, tins who, of popcorn. Who else are you? <laughs> I can't eat it. I have diabetes. You know anyone else <laughs> so that has ever here. bought caramel corn besides someone that was over 60? Although I did find it really, really clever. Me and Taylor thought it was really clever when he had taken the Ben Gay and smeared it on the Oh, yeah. Tail. Why did he go back in his car, tricks, though? Why did he go back in his car? So he's being Because he over. heard the dog bark. So yeah. To get he, the Ben Gay. So he was going to drive away. No, oh, no, no. He no. knew the Ben Gay was in there? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. old. He's not senile. He's old. He's got off. Why did he have to sit in the car? Why didn't he just pull it? Because he's old. He can't reach that far. Yeah. But getting into the car is hard. I had contention. Everything that, is no, hard when you're that old. I, I, I thought he was going to drive away. I'm like, you're going to drive away? What the hell? And then I thought he saw the Ben Gay and thought of the plan. Let's suspend disbelief and say that mm. he thought about driving away and then he noticed the Ben Gay and said, I'm going to take this opportunity to smother this fucking dog. I think nice he, uh, product placement, too. I think he went That's in there specifically bad, for like the Bengay. If you're in that situation, you would probably work? be like, I mean, what the fuck do I do? I'm, I'm thinking like, Bengay oh, yeah, is... Bengay. That's thinking, not bad. I mean... Dog's nose, dog's nose is so much more sensitive than ours, and Bengay is strong as fuck. That's a very menthol-y smell. Any old person... That's going to fuck up that dog. Any old person they would walk into this building, we would know before they came around the corner. Yeah. They <laughs> would true. reek of Bengay. Come around the corner. That and butterscotch candies. Or caramel cop, uh, popcorn. Just like throw popcorn at your problem. Just like you get pulled over, you're just like... Which is weird that they'd have caramel corn seeing how they I can't like chew it. I did like a pecan's line earlier it's in strange. the movie. The pecan, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very plausible thing for an old man to say. I, yeah. I, I liked that they added the, the old manish ways of how he got out of his problems. Like, how would you solve that with Ben Gay? And you're like, no, he did it. Yeah. He solved that shit with Ben Gay. 
Yeah. But also, like, being like... I'm going to start um, keeping Oh, your dog, it's like car. my dog that died, bro. And then the cop's kind of like, oh, go fuck that. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> In that scene... That's not a battle. He actually... I guess he was Slightly portraying clever. either someone from a, an old show or an old movie because the cop actually says, oh, yeah, that one. Whatever oh, he says. Uh, what do you say, like Jimmy Stewart or something? No, reminds me of my old dog Duke or something. But oh. I guess it was from, I don't know if it's from like an old cowboy movie or something that he was referencing. Mm. But basically the cop picked up like where he got that from. Oh. Like he thought he was doing like a bit. I think that was more the most work he put in. Okay. This is like the laziest movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like so let's talk about like, so what I was saying is no matter how many like trips that he did, like in the fact that the first the first inclination that this cartel completely trusted him wholeheartedly mm. with two like no more than five minute interactions like they were already like like on good terms enough to like be like helping him with his phone well are you talking like, about the people in the shop the well shop, he's a very person pers- that's uh tail uh, <coughs> the handler or the guy with the golden gun the head guy head guy loves him Never yeah. met him. Loves him. Guy that his handler hates him. Yeah. And then the people in the shop immediately are like, "Hey, Gramps, yeah, what's up?" The you know, they're guys, immediately cool with him. The shop I, guys knowing, like, whole, first of all, like the shop guys, like they open the door. We're in like we're in like we're not in like a drug capital, like walled off area. Mm, like they're mm. opening their door to the outside world, holding AK. Is like they're on a main road. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not smart. Yeah, yeah. And and as, like, I mean, we could attribute the next part to, like, them being not smart, but, like, they befriend this old man, like, almost immediately after meeting He's him. He's charming. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was... Not like, charming. He's an <laughs> asshole. No. To his no, family, yeah. everyone else loves him. He's a him. personable <laughs> old guy. Everybody likes him besides his family. Right, when he went into that flower thing, he's like, oh, you ladies are on the wrong floor. The beauty pads and upstairs. Yeah, uh, that was a corny, yeah, like, no. like me line. That's how all old people are. All old men. I mean, that's how he grabs them by the pussy. They love. No, I mean, I very much thought about this film almost in like reverse, like thinking about Clint Eastwood directing it. And I mean, honestly, I mean, it kind of reminded me of like The Room, where like are you guys familiar with The Room? Like, yes. There you go. Room or the, the Room? The, the room, room with Tommy Wiseau. So Tommy Wiseau, yes. he wants to direct a movie. He wants to be like. Uh, you are so great. Like, I will write a part where everybody is my friend. I'm saying Clint Eastwood wanted a movie where he got to dance with ladies. He got to... Uh, how many times has he uh, clapped about? Three or more times. He, he, you know, uh, at the wedding. He's like, yeah. oh, you're the best grandpa. It's Clint Eastwood, you know, so really, it's not enough. <laughs> Should be clapped about more. I mean, he, he, I, I know what you're going for. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like... But he's also the, like the asshole of the movie. Well, you he's can't, a shitty he, father. That's, I mean, it's kind of glossed over. Like, I mean, it is. It's hard. Way, I wouldn't say he that. Wants to, you know, he wants to slightly be racist. Uh, he wants to. I don't know if he uh, wants to make fun of phones. He, you know what I mean? All that stuff. He, I feel like he wanted that in a movie, and then he got to do that. It was his writing, right? Was his he wasn't. Writing? He didn't write it, but he produced it. So it's like, I mean, you can right, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? It's I like, mean, this is based on uh, a true story. Leo Sharp, a World War II veteran. So we got to call him up and see if <laughs> he's like, in the dead. original script there's all this phone hating. He was dead. in his eighties and ran drugs for the. I'm gonna fucking butcher this. Uh, <laughs> Sinaloa cartel. Where is it? Sinaloa. 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 
It's an allowed cartel. But um, I looked it up because I was like, I was like, oh, it's kind of. I thought initially when I saw the trailer, I was like, ah, it's a bit far fetched of a story. But as they show in it's the movie, basic, you know, he's a very sure. unassuming man. Sure. sure and like, sure, why sure. would you freaking pull over an old man in, in a pickup truck? Like, he's just. It's true. I mean, uh, yeah. people he's hide their pecans. drugs in like a um, their kids' uh, teddy bear. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it's. But he's just got pecans for his uh, granddaughter who makes shitty pies. That's the good, worst you've yeah, ever had. Good cover. He, those scenes were not the things I had a problem with. It was how thinly written, the, and, and probably from lack of experience or, or neglect to research, how thinly veiled all of the villains were. All of like, yeah, the drug yeah. dealers. Like, it was just like really, like they were just painted as, as like, dumb, like throwaway people. And it's like, really, it's like when you're in that industry, it's like. You're in the industry for a long time and being successful because you're very intelligent, very smart, and you do things a certain way. Like you don't. Are you talking about the cop side or the drug? Drug dealer side. He's oh, okay. Cartel yeah. side. Sure, sure, sure. Now, cop it, side was just. Boring. But I'm saying, it, well, from my point, it's like uh, if Clint Eastwood's making a villain, he's gonna make him uh, feminine, like the snitch. How many times yeah. they're just like you, baby? You're not a real man. Like he wanted to be a character that's like. Can go up to a you know random person and be like, "Well, your dad didn't teach you how to uh, change a tire." <laughs> I like how your eyes are part of the impression. Just like, yeah, I kind of snarl out of the side of your mouth. <laughs> well, he's you're, like, you're like, you gotta like... you gotta look into the sun a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my Clint Eastwood. You know, it's pretty good. It's not bad. That's right. <laughs> did, did anybody notice um, one of the okay one of the first cartel cholos you see in the garage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy with the goatee. Did anybody anybody recognize? Yeah. Him? He's the tattoo guy. guy. Tattoo guy? No, uh, they all have tattoos. They all have tattoos. He's the Skinnier guy with guy like or bigger guy. He's the guy with like the big, thick, painted-on looking goatee. Mm -hmm. He's the guy in Bruce Almighty where the monkey crawls out. No, of his that ass. was well the guy that knocks on his window. <laughs> the guy that knocks on his window. You know what That's, guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that yeah. knocks on his window. Famous like, for monkeys crawling out of his ass. I, I Funnily enough, I remembered that. That was exactly what I... I was like, that guy had a monkey in his... Well, he fire. always <laughs> plays... Swear to God. He always plays like a yeah, yo Cholo kind of dude. Yeah. And he definitely like lost weight. Good for you, whoever that actor Yeah, well, he, he got the monkey the out of his ass. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? There you go. What is that, like 20 it's pounds that, right that, there? Uh, lose the monkey diet. It's a heavy monkey. <laughs> Shed those pounds. Right after keto. It's gaining popularity. So, all right. So in the course of the movie, he does all these runs. He's mm -hmm. getting. He funds the VFW. He funds his his granddaughter going to college. Right? Cosmetology, Cosmetology school. Cosmetology yeah. school. Sure. Close sure. enough. Sure. Um, and then we see at the end. Wait, was this is a wedding, right? That too. A wedding. Wedding was first. A wedding yeah. between the granddaughter and the other throwaway character. Her, um, the guy who has no lines. Her fiance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zero lines. He's not important. He's not important. Um, I thought you said he's in porn. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Important. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> important. Sorry. Um, it was a Freudian slip. I, you, I don't remember how this resolves. What happens at the wedding? So um, we the, learn. We, the wedding doesn't end important. with a wedding. The uh, wedding we is like that, instant. Um, it ends with a funeral. The. Um, the uh, ex-wife who has uh, cancer of, uh, you know, the origin of, like, you find out she has cancer by going, ooh, sorry. Oh, right, and I remember It comes and goes. Ragged driving. <laughs> it comes and goes. They, oh, they foreshadow. Is that a setup? They foreshadow it when she's um, graduating from cosmetology school, you're ooh, right. She, basically, she gets the chills, and you're like, oh, she has cancer. We're foreshadowing this. Yeah. Is that I didn't what know. Well, they, they, yeah. they didn't say oh. it for a long time. At the very end, they say it. 
like she she's sick. She don't know what it is, and then they say cancer. She's like. actually my biggest problem with this movie. Huh. Diane that, Weiss is the weakest actress in the whole movie. That conversation. She's just she a was bitch. Like dying. <laughs> oh, it was just like. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, very. I'm dying. <sighs> I'm. There's a lot of spelling out things. But her words came up perfectly clear. I was I was doing it. I was doing it. I'm dying. I'm so glad. Purse my lips. You're here. She kept doing that. She kept on pursing her lips like She needed a drink. She was like Yeah, she needed Woda. That's another Clint Eastwood movie. Woda! <laughs> Forrest Gump. Did you notice Mom. that when he came into the house, I may have not really just, I don't know. I swear, he he walks in the house, they go, oh, we forgive you now because you came. And they go like, she's upstairs. And he goes, no, go see her. I swear he like grumbled like, That's just how he talks now. <laughs> we gotta, That's I mean, I don't want to see it again, but I want to. As if it was supposed to be like a heartfelt moment. But he's like, like oh, go upstairs I'll now, see the guy, bitch. I mean, other than... Like, that wasn't a line. He was just like... <laughs> other than her, the only other, like, major, major problem I have with it is him touching any attractive young woman with his crypt-keeper-ass hands, crypt-keeper-ass hands all over people's derrieres and so on and Let's so say forth. He's, it's um, inappropriate. Derrieres, that leads into my joke. Can I do my joke? Go, oh, yeah, yeah. So this movie's called The Mule. And there's no donkeys in the movie, but there's plenty of asses. Oh. <laughs> Which camera is it? I thought all of them. You know what I thought you were going to say is that I'm very disappointed that no one's carrying anything in their ass. And now that you say that, <laughs> that's going to the top of my list. No one's carrying any drugs in their ass. Impossible. Um, what? You want me to bend over? <laughs> the fuck? But he's... The only time I'm this creeped out by Clint Eastwood is in the movie Beguiled, where he goes to a, how old are you? I'm 12. Old enough for kisses. <laughs> what? Yeah. What See that? It's a movie where he's like an injured Civil War guy, and um, he's a Union soldier, and, and he's down <laughs> south, <laughs> and some people, some women that have like a house take him in, mm. and he's a real fucking creep. It's the Jeez. only movie where he plays a bad guy. This movie, it did seem like he went out of his way to make sure that he got to touch the mask. I think that has to Well, he's do. dying. Well, the thing was, it's... <laughs> like, you're justifying it. Like... He had, like, three threesomes in this movie. Yeah, I know he did. Uh, yeah. All of which is watching him dance around like a skeleton. <laughs> uh, shuffle around. Well, he slow head. dances with a lot of them. Okay, so he, uh, the beginning, he... Um, just cat calls some. He just has his little joke. <laughs> yeah. There's beauty the thing upstairs. Yeah. Anyway. Day and 12, then, he wasn't and then satisfied. His <laughs> granddaughter's <laughs> wedding, he's dancing with some somebody. Who gives a shit who it is? BFW, the lead singer of the band comes in. Polka, polka bands. Yeah. Big with old men. Yeah, polka. Sure. Big with old men. And then, I mean, he's dancing <laughs> with the bimbos. You know, he's just... Hey, they were nice ladies. They were not. <laughs> they were nothing. Nothing hotter than they were. Cartel hussies. The the drug uh, the kingpin uh, golden guns like make sure he has a good time over there. Sweet. Awesome. You know what is slightly surprising? Mm -hmm. No one has me too to Clint Eastwood. Cause yeah. he's fucking. They all do it willingly. 
I wouldn't. Yeah. He's a charming asshole man. You ever seen Pale Rider? <laughs> no. He rapes a woman in that. And then mid-rape, she's like, you know what? Mm. I actually, this is what I wanted. I'm glad Clint Eastwood figured out that I wanted to be raped. Because, boy howdy, do I like getting raped by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh my god. That's actually true. <laughs> that happens in the movie. Yeah. Oh my. So that's why Clint Eastwood hasn't gotten me too. If Clint Eastwood came in here and raped you, you'd want it. Well, I don't know about now. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know about, about now. Jeez. He's a bit wrinkly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> How do you feel about older men? But like 40 Say years ago? I'm get you in about a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> He's just popping Viagra. Uh, <laughs> it keeps me going. It's the only thing keeping me alive. Now, I could have sworn, like, my my guess with that scene, the party scene, I thought he was going to dance with the, the, the bimbos, and then he was going to, like, go off to the side, and there's going to be, like, a quieter bar, and there's, like, an older lady, but she's still, like, hot. And he's like, eh, I'll take a single or, or a double no. or something. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't like a man. He needs someone his she granddaughter's age. And yeah. she's like, you know what I mean? That's what I thought he was going to happen. He gets whiskey, and he's like, yeah, I like it aged. And, like, when Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're a little, like, gross. I thought it was going to get gross in that way. I was just like. <laughs> 40 is too old for Clint Eastwood. Hashtag. Yeah. 25 <laughs> is as old as he goes. You know what this movie was missing? Full penetration, please, would see. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I was not missing There's that. way no. too long in that sex scene. Why? Keep your shirt on. Yeah. Keep your shirt on, dude. Uh, why did this movie have to be R? Did it? Was it R? It I mean, R? They're dealing drugs, so how PG-13 could you make it? Because it's like, I guess. there's bags and bags just, of cocaine. You said fuck a couple times. There, there wasn't really anything crazy. Blatant. Right, yeah. It's rated R for language. Uh, no, for, well, the nudity. It's got racist parts in it. The racism was generally veiled. In, mm. Like, it was generally... Like, You're welcome, dykes. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> but I that's another, that that's another one <laughs> yeah. where... How did you forget about that one? That was great. That's a great line. <laughs> But, like, that's another scene where I could see an old man wanting to have that scene. Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with anything. Well, I, want a, I want a scene where I go, like, I know what's wrong with that motorcycle. And then have my little troll moment of, like, using their word back. He, he, and then getting a wink. He said, you're on my level. I had one of those 1980 Harleys. It's always right. the relay. <laughs> Con right, habit right. thing. And it's such an old man <laughs> thing to say that and then walk away. And be like, I fixed that, basically. It, maybe it wasn't that, but they're not waiting around. Well, they actually, they're going to say... They even say, <laughs> she's like, maybe we should check the relay. He goes, that's ah, the relay. Yeah, trust yeah. me. You're right. He, he Bye. Totally, like, he wrote that in, and he was like, this I is think, a power moment for my character. He I think so. He with the knowledge Bye, he fixed that bike. Totally. Totally, <laughs> totally. And the scene with Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper is basically the same character as him. So when oh, they like yeah. meet, they're but like, younger. yeah, we're the same. You know what I mean? Like, that's an extension of him, basically. In Hindabine, I could see that. Ooh, here's a huge misstep. When this bothered both me and my girlfriend, we were seeing the movie, um, mm -hmm. the moment of the diner, Bradley Cooper, just, just like the way movies are made, should have seen him drive away in that truck and not caught the license plate. Mm -hmm. But he should have seen him drive away. In a black truck that they were looking for. He could have left the other way. It's, it's just a shot. I thought you were going to say that his tailgate, uh, his tailgate was hanging out a little bit, and he could have seen him from around the corner of the building. 
but it's also like there, so you go, oh no, his truck's right there. Well, it took him like yeah. t- 20 minutes to shuffle to his car, so he's just like, it's some one of those cars. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't like fast enough to get to his car. He turned, you know, Bradley yeah. Cooper his turned around. His car did seem <laughs> hidden behind the restaurant. Maybe it was a smart thing that he did. Yeah, it's, I feel like that no, was... No, that's why he gets away, because he doesn't care about anything. If they did something, if they were doing a smart, if they were, give, if they were imparting his character with a smart, we should have seen him... With, with a smart. <laughs> taking taking place in that smart, like parking intentionally behind the restaurant, like smirking or something. Yeah, doing a smarty know. smart, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it's I don't already... I like he did a lot of clever shit. I feel like though. it's already established yeah. because there's other cars parked... Like along the where you can see them from the restaurant, and his yeah. is like parked out near the dumpster. Mm. So I don't think they need an establishing shot per se, but I know what you're saying. They did because they either needed him hiding the fact that he was all like they needed. They either needed him knowing, like going knowingly into this diner, knowing that the cop was there, yeah. or they needed the cop to unknowingly see uh, Clint Eastwood drive away. It just needed to be there. It's just like a plot device that just was missing. I'm gonna say there there was a lot of things that it needed, like just little pieces. And I mean, I think I've heard that Clint Eastwood is like notoriously like a very lax director. He's just kind of like, eh, whatever. You it's know, I can tell that. And the directing was pretty. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Acting wasn't great, and it was. I think it was all directing reasons. Like I think. All no, the I think so too. Did a good job of what they were getting. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, it's like, hey, we'll just film this. You know, like, uh, for instance, the the absurd scene where the person comes out of the party and talks to uh, Clint Eastwood. Right. It's like, hey, we need somebody to tell him he can, you know, like, bring him into this world. And I don't know how to do it. Oh, he'll just walk out of the party right. and talk to him and give him a card. Or whatever. What if that is you know how I mean? it that, happened? such a lazy... It, it might but, have been how it happened. Yeah, know. what if that is how it happened? That's it, such an absurd thing. Mean, if you're getting kicked out of a party, uh, nobody from the party goes. Well, how goes else? Like, did, hey, he didn't get up? kicked out of the party. Yeah. He chose to leave. But how it else? Very does publicly, an, like was like you're a dickhead father. You know, like very. Loud. How else does an old man get into contact with a drug cartel? A different, a creative way. Yeah. But what if this <laughs> something cool? But what if this was how it happened? You'd be surprised. You think that like oh, they they needed to go towards the story like creatively do something even if it happened that way do it creatively in my opinion i didn't read the new yorker article so i don't know like all the specifics about it just because i like literally just researched it for like a millisecond but that part is weak but uh, take some creative control even if it happened that way and do it in a, a cool way did anybody else think that like so that scene's supposed to be like all right clint eastwood's a real dick but did anybody else did anybody else think like Wow, the fucking family is a bunch of fucking drama queens. Because, like, the, the daughter walks in and she's like, I'm not going into that party. And she, like, fucking storms Yeah, off they're the a little much. Yeah, And then yeah, her, yeah. his wife comes up and is like, Man, I'm going to make a scene in front of everybody. And Oof, it's, come on. I assumed... I, so, I, I mean, I, I real people are pieces of shit, usually. <laughs> so, I've assumed the worst possible thing that he could have done... And I, I rolled with that for most of that. So I thought that that mm. was definitely plausible. And I definitely, like, you could see the grandmother late, like, warming up to him before the, before his, his daughter. Yeah, and she didn't his want wife to. before his daughter, yeah. So it's like, it, it's def- he was definitely more of a shitty father than a shitty husband. Because inevitably, like, like obviously, like, she's, she's, she married him. And I'm not saying that necessarily she loved him at some point. She might not have, but she just she, hated flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she clearly loves him. She hates flowers. 
Um, I mean, not really. She kept the flowers in the backyard of the house. Well, was it implied they even lived together in that house? No, it was. But no. the daughter says, "See, she didn't. She didn't hate everything you did. She has like a little garden with his flowers." Mm. Well, she loved him, but she hated him. She, she loved him. Yeah. I think it's implied. I don't know if they outright say it in the movie that he cheated on her, but I'm sure he did on the road. Of course he did. Clint Eastwood's oh, always slinging dick, boozing, schmoozing, and we all know Clint Eastwood fucks. So you were saying that dude slays box, <laughs> slings uh, and pedals dick as much as he does those flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, you said earlier too that I feel like the you felt like the police scenes and all that stuff were boring. Yeah, I felt oh like Lawrence Fishburne was in the same office the entire time. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he said, "Okay, show up at this office. We'll do your four scenes. Right. Here's a couple jackets." Yeah, one of his scenes, he's on the phone. He just goes, "Numbers down." Ooh, numbers will go up. Numbers, productivity. <laughs> hey, I didn't catch that. Oh, he's like, they're just like, the numbers? What? They're down? It's just like, oh, this thought. I guess I need to be on the phone talking to somebody. Do you think there was someone in the other line going, yeah, talk about numbers. And then he's oh, like so talking to Bradley Cooper. Oh, well, you know, this isn't going well. It's like not going anywhere. It's like, just one more deal. Okay. Like you do. It's just they like, were so oh my boring. God. They were so <laughs> boring. They like they wrote them out of the equation by not giving them like personalities. It was terrible. Well, there were so many. Oops, go ahead. Go that's ahead. how all most recent Clint Eastwood movies are. I was going to yeah. talk about that. The, Look uh, the at Gran Torino. Oh, we got to talk about that. Oh, fuck that train, train movie. movie. I didn't watch that. But I, I mean, everyone in that movie besides Clint Eastwood was horrible. True. Yeah. It's not. He's making movies purely. Like for him now. So you yeah. agree with me like a little bit? Like he wanted to make this movie where he... well, he's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if this isn't his last movie, what's the next movie gonna be? A dog? Oh, I'm just glad it wasn't. This is this is probably one of his last rodeos. And I, I love the guy to pieces. He's a great director and great actor. Ooh, I don't know. This one upset me because this one this one was like this is where I get to see. Like, I, when I was going to see it, I was like, this is where I get to see like one of like the industry's greats. Go out in a blaze of glory. Were you because, dis- you so you're very disappointed. Yeah, the trailer yeah. was fantastic in terms of like it was very un- it was very not it didn't give much away. Mm. It was just establishing him as a mule. It it played off the scene with the um um where he has the shit in the trunk where he's oh the, yeah the pies pecan pies. <laughs> it, it it all looked good. Like aside from like I will say that like throughout the trailer and then through the actual movie. I actually thought that the DP didn't understand how to expose properly for the sky, which bothered me a lot. Did you notice there were a couple of like tilt, like off kilter shots? Canted ones? There were just like, um, when he's getting bitched out at the party, I swear you could see part of the house and it was like tilted. Like it was like just, you know, uh, haphazardly put up there and it was like, the shot was like a little bit like off. You, you I didn't know, notice. And I then in the um, the garage too, there's like the chains hanging down because what is this like the alien uh, <laughs> room where there's like chains hanging down? Old men and have I chains. swear they were like a little bit off, and I was just like, did they just like throw the camera up? In the garage, like, we they, need the shot. Like a lot of old school garages, if they don't have a lift, that's in to lift the engine out. Oh, right. like like a crane to lift it out. Oh, that yeah, no, that's that's that was understandable. Um, the rest wasn't. <laughs> One shot that I actually found that was weird, um, which I think they just did it because it's like, they're like, this is so you can see it better. 
-hmm. but um, when he first got tailed by uh, the guy who's like, oh, I'm going to make an example of him, and he's not making any stops, and he was oh, being yeah, a real yeah. hard ass to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, when he's the watching, handler guy. Yeah, when he, they stop at the hotel, and he's like schmoozing it up with like two hookers. They have the door open oh, the whole time. I, that's so lazy. And they were just like, they were probably like, so ah, we can't lazy. get a good shot on through the window. No, that's that's difficult. You just you just have them in the, oh, look what specifically I'm doing right now <laughs> because with the door open. The whole time I was watching that shot, I'm like, I'm like, so are, they, are they just going to party with the door open the whole time? Or <laughs> going to close it? That was my same issue with, well, a lot of movies recently, but that was my same issue that I could not I let go with bad times in a row. Yeah. Where it's like one of the integral moments in the movie where it's like the kidnapping and murder of someone. The, the fucking experienced murderer leaves the fucking door open at the hotel. <laughs> so John Hamm sees inside and sees everything going on. It's just like... It's, it's an so odd crazy. choice. It's an odd choice. There, like in that movie, it didn't need to exist. There was a lot, yeah. In this movie, like, like it, it didn't need to exist either. But like at this point, like there's so many things that this movie did wrong. That like it, it kind of like all goes back to like now I'm kind of thinking like this is just Clint Eastwood lazily like I think I, I mean I really think it's what it was I mean like how many times do you there's stuff shown and it doesn't pay off and there's like lingering shots and then there's stuff that's like I would have liked to have seen at least once like yeah. how many times do they go pick up your phone when you get text when you go here pick up your phone now one of the times that we say, see him even the first time usually you see kind of like oh I'm doing the drill for the first time phone's ringing or whatever the fuck yeah. never see that but we have to see that at the BFW uh, uh, party or whatever yeah. there's like this long shot of like the lead singer playing the trump uh, trumpet and then playing the saxophone and playing the piano. It's like we need to know that that lady can play three instruments. It's like she's really talented. <laughs> I guess we need to sh we needed to know she was very talented. So when she dances with Clint Eastwood, it's like he's dancing with a talented lady. Like, there's no point. Yeah. I don't, it, there's that that, very is, that was the point. Is that like a Clint Eastwood? That was, that was the whole. She's like she's playing three instruments. Get a shot of that. Right. That's that's the type of people <laughs> that Clint Eastwood gets with. Is like really talented women who are really hot. In polka bands. In polka bands. I didn't even know it was a polka band. Very, I don't know. Very astute. This mm -hmm. movie was all over the fucking place, but never in the right place. He was like, I want a pulled pork sandwich, so we're going to have one scene where I'm going uh, to eat a The, the best a one in sandwich. the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like yeah, shit. Didn't it, look that well, good. it looked like yeah. a cardboard. Who the fuck like serves it on plain <laughs> yeah. ass Wonder Bread? That's a thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah I think that's a thing. That's a thing really shitty. like that. Yeah. That's like I've totally that, seen that when I'm watching like Tex Paradise or something. Huh. What is it? No, the Tennessee hot chicken. So yeah, like that yeah, has to be served so on white bread. Shitty bread. Yeah, fuck. For whatever reason. Um, fuck, fuck Southern people. <laughs> so the back to the cops because I forgot to touch <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, I did find those scenes super boring too, and I feel like that was the strongest like casted thing in the whole movie, where like all the cops, mm -hmm. like Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Michael, Michael Pena. Pena, and it was just like they were just like there. But they didn't. Yeah, they didn't use them. No. Michael Pena was criminally underused in this movie. Seriously, because yeah. he yeah. he can actually act. Yeah, and he's also as hilarious. Well as being hilarious. So can Bradley Cooper. All he did was make fun of the the snitch, the Filipino like, hey, homosexual snitch. Man. Go back to snitching, you snitch snitch. Here's like, a lot takes. God. So and then they're making fun of him for getting his nails. Criminal. Done. And then Lawrence Fishburne, I feel like he like. Filmed all his scenes in Ooh. like a weekend. He filmed I, all his scenes I, in an hour. Yeah, yeah, take no, Lawrence I Fishburne at this point in his career, honestly, it's all the same role. Well, 
prove me wrong. So sorry to interrupt. No, Proceed. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, what, what? One of the, the one of the scenes I have to walk down a hallway. I was told it was going to be in one room. <laughs> fuck. Um, the, well, the you're making a big splash. <laughs> Bradley Cooper, on the other hand, I have no idea why. I think he took this movie intending for me more than it was because Clint Eastwood maybe. likes him. Yeah. He likes Clint Eastwood. I feel like most yeah. people, if you're going to be in someone with so much notoriety like Clint Eastwood, you don't even read the script. You just take it. You just take yeah. it. And I, because you like, that. I want to work with that legend. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's one of those names. He's been working right. in the industry since like the '50s. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear an interview after, like, what was working with Clint Eastwood like after the fact. It would well, have to be way after because aren't they on like gag orders where they can't technically probably. say anything bad? Yeah. I want to hear like around. a no holds barred, like he's already <laughs> dead for ten years. Like, what did you think? Right, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, mm -hmm. don't wish any pain upon my man. My man. Ten years. If you got ten years left in him, power to him. I mean, I will give it to him. This, like, I, I love that he's still doing what he does, and he's producing movies that aren't two out of tens. I'll say. I didn't give this a number grade yet, but like, I'm just gonna say like he isn't. They're not incomplete films they're still films you can still enjoy them but this movie like the the level of intelligence this movie had was pretty low i'm glad he had fun making the movie he probably had a lot of fun you um, have to suspend I, a lot of belief in this movie and yeah. just accept it for clint eastwood yeah I, that's, I just feel that's like the major was, highlight is this is Clint a love Eastwood letter to Clint Eastwood fans. You're like, just look I at love a picture Clint of Clint Eastwood. No, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't do it all the way. This is not the bang <laughs> that doesn't get me. That doesn't get me going. <laughs> this is not the bang that I would want to see him go out on. You don't want to see him bang. I was just joking <laughs> about the full penetration. You, I don't mean, want uh, to see him bang. the train movie. Worse than this. What what like, train movie? Because I it's where he casted actual seventeen to Paris. And it's about, it's just like, very quickly, it's like a terrorist uh, on a train to Paris uh, started a terrorist, he just had a gun, and there happened to be th uh, three Americans, uh, I mean soldiers or something, took him down. Mm. So it's like, that's a really cool story in a way, but like, it it's over in like three seconds. It's not die hard on a train. Right. They, they tackle a guy and get his gun. So, so the beginning of the movie, so exactly the like the movie they pad out to like... Uh, hey, I was a fat kid and I got in shape and joined the army. <laughs> and then his three friends, they go to Paris and it's literally like, there's more about like, uh, let's get a selfie stick near uh, whatever this building is. And then they meet some chick and they're like, oh, hey, whatever. We got hung over that night or whatever. And then um, they're just on the train. At least just like it's, well, the other worst thing is, he obviously wanted to work with the actual people. The people that were in the terrorist, like the three real people, were in the movie. So it's already like not actors. Like they're heroes. That's cool. They're in the movie. Yeah, they, they the play movie. themselves. They play themselves. Oh. So it's like people who can't act. Like those those heroes were terrible. Nothing against them. They were great. But like acting, they can't do it. Like why did you do that? And it's hmm. like they're. Like there's, I just maybe he just wanted shot. It to be more real. Oh my god, it was terrible. There are times it was like, where I get really crazy, like 
what I think are good ideas, and then it takes a couple days to really mull them yeah, out. But like, yeah. if you're Clint Eastwood, three other people are like, Clint, that's a great idea, you know, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. There's just this shot. Like, oh what, what budget you got in mind? He gets <laughs> to do whatever he wants on any movie. Yeah, but it's like he's at that point now. Like, after the dude tackled the guy, he like got up. And he was obviously directed just to, like, turn around and walk away. And he mm. turns around so awkwardly, it looks like um, Goldeneye uh, uh, on N64, like, the the, um, the guards, like... <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. I mean, besides the dialogue. So just, what you're saying is if the movie had big head mode, better movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big time, big time. Okay. Okay. Society. And they're just like, do this dialogue. It's like an actor knows when the scene is over, so it's like... The, they're talking. They're just like, "Oh, we got so drunk last night. Let's go to that next thing. Yeah, let's go there. Sounds good." And it's like, and it's just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that was awful." But I didn't see that. That was like, yeah. that was. I almost didn't see that. Now that I remember the name. Oh yeah. my god, it was just huge Clint Eastwood fan. I didn't even know painful. it came out. It came out earlier this year. I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, when was that? 2018." I mean, 18. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yep. The the way you, uh, the way you guys are talking about him is like he's a dead horse. He's still making good movies. It's just they all can't be great because he made American Sniper too. I didn't see that. That was he made American. That was Sniper? Clint Eastwood directed. I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah, that's maybe a good he's movie. when he's got his heart in it or like I don't know. I've just heard that he's really lax on like as a director and he's just kind of like oh whatever. I mean uh, they can't all be winners for me. Eh, this movie's. It's more win than lose, but it's not Same. It's not as magnum opus. There, there was too much, like, blatant lazitude that it's just like, you know what I mean? You're it's just Clint like, Eastwood. I just like Clint Eastwood. So I, I'm biased I, from enough, fucking I think what he gets away with in this movie is something only he could get away with. Yeah. Uh, fair like, enough, if yeah. anyone else did that and directed the movie this way, you'd be like, oh, fuck this idiot. So, <laughs> so let's get the final, let's get the final thoughts. So, Rob, give me your final thoughts and your final number grade review out of 10. I didn't like this movie as much as I thought I was going to, but there was still more positives in it than negatives for me. Because I just watched it for Clint Eastwood being Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So I still enjoyed the movie. There was no point where I was like, ugh, making Clint Eastwood sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably give it like a 6 or a 6.5 out of 10. It was solid. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen all year. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen all month. Fuck Mortal Engines. You guys see a lot of movies, yeah. yeah. Fuck Justin. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that is all. What are your, what are your thoughts on number three? Um... I feel like I have uh, similar sentiments than as Rob has. Um, not not the best Clint Eastwood movie. Um, not the worst. Um, as far as uh, recent movies, anyway, that I've seen, I've I liked it. So like stacking it up against like I, I go to the movies a lot with this guy whenever he has to see shitty movies for your guys' podcast. It's not a I don't know. We, I've seen some stinkers. So. That aside, I think that for how old he is and him to make still making like movies I can watch to still be moving. Never it's, mind making yeah, movies. You, did you see those sure. old man shuffling moves? He Forget was about shuffling it. all over. He shuffled to the um, right. He shuffled to the left. My my <laughs> major problems and concerns with the movie was uh, Diane uh, Weiss and yeah. all the uh, like criminally underused actors uh, that are all the cops. Yeah. Um, 
obviously you got to suspend some disbelief for friggin' old ass crypt keeper ass Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no disrespect, but man, he's old. He's got like paper mache skin, and he's <laughs> running drugs. Slam box. Oh, but, you yelling at the screen! Boo! You got old. Boo! Um, <laughs> you don't look young. I mean, it still has Clint Eastwood being Clint Eastwood because even though he doesn't like kick everybody's ass like he does in a Dirty Harry movie, still smart. But in a ass. different movie, he kicked ass, so he, this movie gets points. You're giving him. No, 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 no. He's still. Great it. He's still. <laughs> he's still a. He's. He's still a smart ass to him. He just like old man shuffles away when the, he would usually fight them. I'm gonna give it. A 6.69420. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for him. That's fine. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I thought this movie was terrible. I thought mm. it was terrible. Um, I, I came in expecting a really awesome film. It, the trailer made it look like it was going to be one of Clint Eastwood's last like remaining solid films. So like I, I, I took the opportunity to go see it. And it was really just, it was lazy. Like it was, everything was lazy. The acting probably due to directing was not good at all. The writing was terrible, terrible. Like Mm -hmm. one of the worst I probably have ever seen. Um, I mean, Clint Eastwood or no Clint Eastwood, this movie was just bad. Um, the, the, all the drug dealers were unauthentic and unbelievable. Um, Clint Eastwood it seems like every time he got the opportunity to he would just be filling up a girl um, it, it just really seemed like it seemed like Clint Eastwood's like movie where he was just gonna like oh, what are we doing today I gotta, you know let's let's uh, let's feel up uh, this girl a little bit more in this party scene I, I felt like we got a lot of that um, I, I, I hate to ask how many takes they had one <laughs> yeah one <laughs> One. Yeah, let's see those. Let's oh, oh, of take the off sex that scene bra- you're saying he's like, oh, I'll do it again. Oh, I flipped that yeah. one. Else. Come on. Take I off that brassiere. I, I want to sh- see them titties. Shuffled a little too fast there. <laughs> Throw me down on the bed. No, he wouldn't say Ooh, titties. Whatever. He's an old guy. He'd be like, take off that brassiere. I want to see those breasts. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I do want to talk about the the lighting in this was particularly bad. I, I the thought, lighting. <laughs> no, I, I thought that like it was rushed. Like, like, way. All the exterior shots, like of like any like time he's like driving the car and pulled over, like every time he'd shoot towards the sky, like everything was like the sky was overexposed and like it seemed like you just had enough um, had enough uh, range, dynamic range to be able to make out features on their faces and also see some white in the clouds. But when he's getting bitched out at the party, he's in the shade. The wife is in, like, the sun. She's, like, she's oh, in, like, direct sun. I think that's yeah. just yeah. her face. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got really squinty face. eyes. It's like, yeah, it's just not thought out. I mean, Yeah, you're, you're right, though. I, th- I think that it came down to, like, lazy producing and direct. Like, like Clint Eastwood was probably like, yeah, that's good enough. Fuck it. We're going to shoot Fine. this. Shoot this. Like, it, it didn't seem like it came from, like, a point of, like... Quality. It was more of like a, a story that Clint Eastwood wanted to tell, and he told it, and it just wasn't fleshed out well enough. So I gave it a four out of ten. I just I couldn't really see any reason to go back and watch this one. Why wouldn't you just watch a better Clint Eastwood movie? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I agree. Um, I did not like this. Um, I have, uh, I watched the train movie, so I have like a frame of reference of a worse one. <laughs> um, it's just like, with a little more work or a little more writing, it could have been a lot better. Like, imagine the scene where he's like talking to the uh, handler guy and he's just kind of like, you know, you should get out of this. And he's just kind of like, these people are my family. He's like, okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, that could have been a great anecdote. That was of the like, end of just that. Like, like uh, um, I work at the fryer and, you know, when I was a kid and I didn't make any money and my mom would cry every night. And then I did one run for these guys. And the next day there was a brand new car outside and my mom loved it. Something, something, an anecdote, you know, like... Just think That's, about it a little bit. I'm gonna defend this. That was part of his character. He's an old man, and he doesn't. He's not. He's like, oh, you don't want to change? Fuck it. I'm like too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not fixing you. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna. I gotta go fuck these ladies. See you later. Hasta luego, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Sorry to be really. I could just put Clint Eastwood into any like situation behind the scenes on like a production, and it's hilarious. Dos mamacitos. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you like how he like tried to like insert the little Spanish knowledge that he had throughout the movie? Yeah. See. Like he's like, I know some Spanish words. <laughs> yeah. No, but no. That's what an old guy does no when he's got like a garden. He's just like, I know a little bit. I'm yeah. smarter than you. But um what else I got written down? Just like there was one weird credit, I'm just a side point. Uh, in the credits, I don't know why I stuck around for the credits. There was one credit, Mr. Cooper's hairstylist, and I didn't have time to write down what, who that was, but Mr. Cooper's hairstylist, you got that credit. That's this great. one's for you, buddy. Perfect, awesome. But anyway, so uh, I give it, I mean, three Lincoln trucks out of ten. I mean, I didn't even know those existed, but you know, it was like, shiny. are they made of Lincoln logs? I'm confused. Lincoln was the model of the truck. Oh, okay. I thought you did. When you said Lincoln, the first thing oh, I sorry, think of Lincoln, is, yeah. is Lincoln Logs. A Lincoln truck. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. built you know out of like Lincoln Logs. A Lincoln truck? I've never seen one. This movie is the yeah. first one. Do you yeah. think they're trying to come out and like establish their truck brand with Clint Eastwood driving it? Maybe. Kind of like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, they're like Matthew McConaughey. Get rolling his boogers in those Chrysler commercials or whatever he does. It's a Lincoln. Is it a Lincoln? <laughs> He doesn't drive. He, Lincoln, know, yeah, yeah. He I just didn't know they had a truck. I'm like, what the fuck? He, he drove Lincolns before they were cool. No, he says, <laughs> you know, that was good. That was I good. didn't drive Lincolns before I got red paid to red drive red. Lincolns and shit. He got way too into himself after Interstellar. He's no, like, people were into I Matthew McConaughey. I still need to sit. Really, I still need to convince myself to sit through a three-hour movie out of my house. You haven't seen Interstellar? I haven't either. I haven't either. You own it and you haven't seen it. I gotta huh? watch it. What the fuck, dude? I bought it with the intent to watch it, Go you home asshole. and watch it. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Yes. Hold on. Let's wait for Fat Cell. It's Clint Eastwood. Ooh. Hey. He knows you're talking. Clint Eastwood That was way too close. big of steps. Yeah. Too wide of steps. So let's, <laughs> let's round this out. Rob, do you have any plugs? Like, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Get ready for the Game of Thrones show featuring this asshole. Fuck you, Justin, and your stupid ass face. Ouch. Who's totally He's not right, right over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can catch me reviewing more movies on uh, Cinemapocalypse Now. The thickest podcast on, on YouTube. <laughs> thickest and slickest. <laughs> so... So, Dan, anything to plug this week? Um, uh, um, 
I mean, you uh, you were the sound guy on my uh, short web series, I 321 was. Debate. If anybody wants to check that out. Um, and uh, I have a studio over in Rhode Island. It's uh, Retina Creative Lab. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, dphillipsstudios, if you want to. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I checked that out because their photography is sick. Oh, thanks. One of the only uh, studios in the area doing interesting things. Thanks. I will say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, of, you know, very generic stuff. And it's like, you know, I feel like these days more interesting stuff catches your eye when you see like different types of lighting. And a lot of people just like the generic corporate headshots, which I get makes sense, but I like the creative stuff. Do some good work. There's more than just uh, natural light and shooting wide open, guys. Could yes. you recreate the George Costanza on the couch? Like, <laughs> oh my god, I gotta show you my. Total side point. I gotta. You'll like that. Good. Somebody had a shot Good. recently. Actually. I want to get some headshots, but just just like that, just perched up on a couch. I'll show you. I'll show you what I got. Yeah. But um, yeah, my. Uh, I'll have your people call my people. He has no people. Uh, <laughs> my yeah, my web series um, three two one debate. Evan did the sound on that. Everybody just says uh, the sound. Everybody that watches it is just like that sound. Unbelievable. Thank you for the I coom that sound twice. Ridiculous. I hope so. That sound. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. And as mentioned, stay tuned for our Game of Thrones show coming this winter called Beyond the Wall. And when I say this winter, it may be spring, so don't be disappointed. Winter that is coming. Pretty cool. <laughs> Um, we also have a music show coming out soon, Streaming for Gold. That's coming out very soon. It's probably already out. Who knows? I don't know when this podcast is coming out. Because um, who am I? The runner of this podcast? I don't know. Could be anybody. Could be from the Spider-Verse. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> We're opening! Drinking Too Juicy today by... Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. I hope that can just Make fucks up your green screen. <laughs> I really do too. Two roads. Two, two roads. As if I didn't see the giant two roads. Out there. there you go, bud. Um, two roads. So stay tuned for next week. There's two we of them. Get some more two podcasts. Roads. That's their logo. And it is. have a good week.